Donald Trump 24 hours after um, calling for peace in Ukraine, saying he would not have ever allowed this war to take place. I don't know if that's true or not. And declaring that he will stop World War III um, has been indicted. I'm not saying the indictment has anything directly to do with that, although it obviously, it to me feels like an outgrowth of the Trump-Russia, Russiagate campaign to nail Trump. And we haven't seen the indictment yet, but it relate, relates to hush money Donald Trump paid a porn star, Stormy Daniels, um, to not talk about their affair. And I think it's really sad that American presidents have gone from sleeping with gone, you know, are sleeping with porn stars when in the past we could expect American presidents to at least have the dignity to sleep with their interns or at least just have oral sex with them. I don't know if that constitutes sex or what the definition of is is, but this is where we are as a society. Aaron, what are your thoughts on the indictment of Donald Trump? Well, to me, this definitely feels like the never ending fallout from Russiagate, uh, because again, liberals went all in on the dumbest cons- on the dumbest conspiracy theory of all time that the president was a Russian asset being blackmailed by Vladimir Putin. And that, of course, spectacularly failed because it was concocted. And so since then, there have been constant efforts to compensate. Uh, there was the first Trump impeachment over, uh, Ukraine, then there was the Russian bounties in Afghanistan, fake scandal. Then yep. there was January 6th, where Trump actually did something. Trump actually did something <laughs> January 6th, but they couldn't really get him for inciting a riot uh, because uh, that's a hard thing to prove. And he also, I think in his comments when, on January 6th, he said that we should be peaceful or something. So that was difficult. I do think they have him, by the way, on something in Georgia, from what I understand of what he did there and trying to pressure Georgia to come up with something that could validate his claims about the election. I think actually there's a, maybe there's a case there, but for whatever reason, they couldn't just wait on that one. And they had to trot out or ro- like roll out again, this years old case about paying um, hush money to Stormy Daniels and somehow coming up with a theory that that had to be done to help his campaign. When really I think Trump will argue that this is very standard for people to pay hush money payments to shut people up. Uh, John Edwards did that when he was caught having an affair <laughs> He was acquitted. So I just see this as a never-ending attempt to compensate for Russiagate. And uh, I think ultimately, I mean, if you're looking at the political impact of this, I think this helps Trump. How can it not? It, it keeps him in the news and it, to his supporters, he can once again claim he's the victim of the deep state. So why people are expecting any different outcome than every other fa- failed Trump so-called scandal before is beyond me. Yeah, for those who might not, have the appropriate context. John Edwards was the populist Democratic North Carolina senator and Democratic presidential front runner and Prell hair model who had an affair with a grifter while his wife, who was considered his greatest presidential asset, Elizabeth Edwards, was dying of breast cancer. And emails were released where he had planned a rooftop wedding with his mistress in which the Dave Matthews band would perform at the wedding while his wife was on her deathbed. And, you know, as as horrible as that is, the worst part of it was proposing Dave Matthews to play anywhere. Um, That really discredits him in my eyes. Um, And so Trump and Stormy Daniels are, you know, 
Stormy Daniels has brought been brought out at the center of this uh, by the Manhattan DA. She's been kind of lurking in the background all along. Stormy Daniels is like, when are they going to pull the Stormy Daniels card? Well, the Mueller investigation didn't find anything. We don't know if January 6th is going to lead anywhere to Trump. But the Manhattan DA has pulled this card. Alvin Bragg, he is a Democratic prosecutor. The Republicans are alleging that he was paid with $1 million through a Soros-funded NGO called Color of Change. Uh, and that they're calling him one of these Soros prosecutors that are soft on crime. And I think that's a really smart play by the Republicans, just from a completely Machiavellian, cynical political perspective, because it paints him into a corner. And this will be used to, as Aaron said, ramp up Trump's base ahead of the election. I think this prosecutor was previously unknown. So now he's a hero of the Democratic Party base and of Blue Anon. And that's, you know, for, for a uh, local prosecutor, I mean, I know New York is a big media market, but he would have otherwise been unknown. It's a power move. You would be incentivized to indict Donald Trump. However, Picayune, the violation might have been compared to the massive violations our presidents always commit, whether of international law or domestic U.S. law. And there is something to that claim. So this is, uh, shaping up to be another kind of culture war partisan battle that isn't actually about the rule of law. And I think what we're seeing, if Donald Trump is arrested, is we're seeing the mask lifting on the U.S. political system. And we hear constantly condemnations from the State Department of other countries arresting opposition leaders on trumped up charges, Navalny being one of them. Uh, well, the other countries can now point the finger at the U.S. and say the U.S. has jailed its top opposition leader on some ticky-tack charge for being like a sleazebag. Yeah. Um, the difference between him and Navalny, one principal difference is he's actually popular in his own country. Navalny, what does he pull at 2%? So I think this will discredit in in the eyes of the world the shining city on the hill image of American democracy. Um, and uh, look, again, what are the details of this case? I mean, it's so boring that I, I haven't paid attention to it. But what I know is Michael Cohen paid Stormy Daniels. <laughs> he was reimbursed. He admitted in a letter or something that he was paying this out of his own funds and he was reimbursed. Um, now he's changing his tune. But of course, Michael Cohen is an indicted uh, felon. And who's, who's had his own, uh, financial issues and was convicted for it. And so it's just, he is a key figure in this case. And I just don't, it's just to me, it's all, it all, it all like going back to, you know, Russia and Ukraine. None of this would have happened if members of the elite didn't see Trump as such a threat to their rule. Not because he supports policies that threaten their rule, but because they just see him as an unsuitable steward of the global empire. He's too honest sometimes. He's too colorful. He's too reckless. He's too out of control. And so from the start, especially when he began calling for being nice with Russia, getting along with Russia, there was an effort to sabotage him. And this is just, to me, the continued uh, result of that. Um, even though he's done so many of his policies actually served the interests of the elite, his tax heist, uh, his policies about Russia, which I think helped bring us to the point we're in now. But because sometimes he spoke the truth, like he said, we're in Syria to keep the oil rather than saying we're in Syria to spread democracy and fight ISIS. They don't like that. And so hence, yeah. uh, as a result, because he's still a political force, 
they have to undermine him where they can. And, and uh, lawfare is one way to do that. Well, here's Trump 24 hours before being indicted. But if this thing is insolved by the time we have the election, which is possible, it won't be. And it's also possible we'll be in World War III with these idiots that are doing what they're doing. You could end up in a nuclear world war, which will make World War I and World War II look like patty cakes, okay? Uh, this unbelievable, because we have people that don't know what they're doing. But if it's not solved, I will have it solved in 24 hours with Zelensky and with Putin. And there's a very easy negotiation to take place, but I don't want to tell you what it is, because then I can't use that negotiation. It'll never work. But there's a very easy negotiation to take place. I will have it solved within one day, a peace between them. Now, that's a year and a half. That's a long time. I can't. I mean, there is an easy negotiation. China just put it forward, but the Biden administration rejects it. It involves giving up a little bit of territory that's never coming back into Ukrainian hands. Imagine something not happening. The The key with that is the war has to stop now because Ukraine is being obliterated. You know, whether there'll be nothing left. Well, I looked at pictures of cities that are literally like it's like complete demolition. I was in the construction business. You would demolish a building and you'd it looked like hundreds of these demolition sites. The build there wasn't a building standing. And these are cities for Ukraine. They were big cities, very big cities. Now, he hasn't really in Kiev. He hasn't really set the missiles in. But at some point, he'll do that one, too. There's nothing standing. The other thing is many more people are dead and horribly injured than they're reporting. You know, when you see missiles hitting 15 buildings and 15 buildings falling to the ground and they're big buildings, there are a lot of people in those buildings. And then they say one person was injured. These are phony reports. Many, many people are being killed that you don't know. But you'll see that later on. So you'd prefer if you were president, you think you you would have a negotiated settlement. Within 24 hours. So that's pretty uncomfortable to have someone of Trump's stature out there talking like that. And it's interesting to note that he's speaking with Sean Hannity. It shows what a hack Hannity is because Hannity, he sits there night after night, pumping up the war, (laughs) calling for escalation, calling for assassinating Putin. And then as soon as he sits down with Trump, he's like, oh, so you'd negotiate. Oh, good. Oh, oh boy. Well, you're the master because I'm just I just follow the leader of the Republican Party, whoever it is. Yeah. Uh, And that's, you know. That's the power that Trump has. So I definitely, it's so obvious that this is an outgrowth of Russiagate and that if Trump were playing ball, this wouldn't have happened. It's obvious Alvin Bragg is going for national fame. It's obviously a partisan move and it's obvious that Trump opened him up to this sort of thing, himself up to this sort of thing by being sleazy. Um, we haven't even seen the indictment yet. Um, but I wanted to introduce something that's kind of a, a novelty now at this point from my former career as a writer for the Daily Beast. Can you believe it? The <laughs> neocon Daily Beast that constantly attacks us. I worked for them for like a year until I started trying to do reporting from Palestine. And uh, <laughs> I was at a – I just happened to be in Arizona, and I heard that Stormy Daniels was um, – performing by the airport at a strip club. She was kind of unknown at the time, but she was trying to, um, she was running against David Vitter, the Senator, the Republican right-wing Senator. And she was running um, to kind of embarrass him for his dalliances with sex workers. And so I thought I'd just go down, go down the street. 
I like reached out to her PR team and they said, we'd love to talk to you. Uh, just come down to this hotel in the lobby and Stormy will meet you. So oh, I've got to watch a 25 second ad here. So while we're watching that, I will uh, just describe the situation. Um, okay, we can skip the ad. Here we go. On Plaza Hotel. It's Arizona, <laughs> That's me in 2007. Airport, and I've learned that uh, Stormy Daniels, adult then. industry actress and producer, is staying here. And she's going to discuss with us her potential primary run in the Republican primary in Louisiana against Senator David Vitter. Uh, my name is Stormy Daniels. I'm the adult film industry. I've been with Wicked Pictures for about seven years as a contract performer, writer, and director. And so you're getting involved in the Louisiana Senate race. Apparently so. Uh, I had actually nothing to do with it. Uh, I was notified about it through a friend who sent me a link saying, oh my gosh, you're a genius. This is so awesome. And I looked at it and I had nothing to do with this, but it is genius. Yeah. I wish I could take credit for it, but actually I can't. It was a group of guys down in Louisiana uh, that put the whole site together and um, I have people put sites about me all the time and I usually shut them down pretty quickly, but this it was, was just really a whole well done operation amusing, so behind her already so in 2000. You, would you enter the Republican primary against David Vitter? Um, I haven't decided yet. I've never been involved in politics before, but uh, apparently they are calling me to duty. And if that's what it takes, then that's what I will do. I mean, it's interesting now in the current moment because she's talking about being called to duty about a political operation being set up. Um, and she's kind of being put up as a prop and a spokesperson. And it's obviously a partisan democratic operation. And, um, she's soaking in the PR and the possibility for getting her brand out. And, uh, David Vitter made headlines when he confessed, um, to being a client of the DC madam to, um, paying for sex with several high priced, uh, sex workers. Um, do you think his hypocrisy is fair game in the race? And, and that's what I was going to say. I personally have no issues with his sexual activities or his sexual preferences or whatever it is that he wants to do. Uh, my issue with him, I mean, who am I to judge, right? My issue with him is that he's a hypocrite. And, you know, call me what you will, but you can't call me a hypocrite. And would you challenge David Vitter to a, to a debate right now? So, yeah, it goes on and on. And uh, I had a long talk with Stormy after the interview. But what's interesting here is, I mean, when you think about blackmail and how much, you know, Jeffrey Epstein compromised powerful political people. Donald Trump was around Jeffrey Epstein. Bill Clinton was around Jeffrey Epstein. Um, you know, I have questions about Stormy Daniels. She talked to me afterwards about how she is a really committed political activist. Uh, she was involved in liberal causes at the time. She was, you know, pretty articulate. She was not a stupid person, um, although she was, you know, it was kind of demented talking to her and her, um, her producer about like how he, you know, she got him a vasectomy for his birthday and like just the weird culture of porn kind of disturbing. But here you can see she's already being injected into partisan politics at that time. Then Trump proceeds to go ahead and initiate some kind of relationship with her. I don't know how he got to meet her. And this is where it's led him. And she's raising tons of money online right now. And she's emerged as this kind of hero of the, liberal world. Um, so I thought about that in that random interview I conducted back in the day. In the, and uh, it, it also shows how stupid Trump is. I mean, just to open yourself up and expose yourself like that. Well, enough women have accused him of uh, 
you know, harassment and the, and worse abuse, um, that, uh, it seems as if, uh, you know, this was a case where it's led to this for him. Uh, and, uh, I mean, I, again, I, it's, a, it's a thing where I just never paid attention to the details because so many politicians get caught up in this kind of stuff, right? So why should I care more about Trump's? But, um, that's interesting. I didn't know she had that background. That's, uh, that's one more twist to the story. Yeah. It's, it, 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 it's, it's, uh, Something with well, one one the con, one piece of context I never got was how she hooked up with Trump. How well, did that happen? Yeah, uh, she was telling yeah. me in that interview that she liked to go to um, Motley Crue concerts and like take out her breasts and flash the like um, Tommy Lee and sure. uh, Nikki Six or whoever they are. Yeah. No, I mean it's Mick Mick Mars. I'm getting the names of these hair band players wrong, but. Um, that's like what she was into and somehow she hooks up with Trump who was, you know, he's for decades been a hard, it's not like he, it's easy to get to Trump. But Trump has harassed a lot of women. So, you know, it's not implausible that she just was another one who he randomly met and, uh, cause a lot of women have accused him of this stuff. And, yeah, I uh, guess. I mean, you, you think about, <laughs> you think about his record and she's not alone. No, um, no. No, I mean, I would like to hear a statement from Melania. I don't think she'd stand with him like uh, David Vitter's wife stood with him during his press conference. You know, when the, they always get caught, the senators or the governors with some sex worker and they do the press conference, they always have this look on their face like. And their wives are always there. But Melania was never with Trump for any of this. So props to Melania. I, I But again, I think there's more to the story there is more of an operation there. Uh, if Stormy Daniels was involved, it's obviously an operation now and Russiagate looms in the background and the war on diplomacy. Trump is a loose cannon. They don't want him back in the office, back in office. Uh, and oh, go ahead, Aaron. Well, I just want to say, I think two things are true. One, I mean, we heard Trump say in that access Hollywood tape, you know, just grab him by the genitals. Right. And just bragging about how he harasses women. So to me, uh, it's, uh, this is a case where yeah. they have, they have someone willing to, to, to bring a case and, and to speak out. And certainly people who want to undermine Trump for the wrong reasons, including the fact that he's, a um, sometimes called for diplomacy, not a proxy war in Russia, certainly will take advantage of this thing. So I, I think it's a matter of both things being true here. And my, my last point, since you brought up those comments on a- those access Hollywood tapes where he's talking about grabbing them by the genitals in so many words that was supposed to be that was like the hillary clinton campaign's last minute bomb that was their october surprise that they were dropping on trump and it was supposed to tank him and if you looked at the polls the polls were showing that hillary was narrowly ahead of trump after that tape was released and then the fbi announces that they are investigating anthony weiner and possibly hillary no possibly hillary clinton for uh helping to cover up Anthony Weiner's own sexual perversion. Anthony Weiner is a sexual deviant who is heavily involved with the Clinton campaign was in was the husband of her closest body person Huma Abedin who went everywhere with her and he was sending pictures of himself to underage women who he met online uh, and was involved with uh you know so, like someone even lower than Stormy Daniels in the porn subculture, uh, Sydney Leathers. <laughs> and, and so that came out through the FBI. It was supposedly a pro-Trump division of the FBI. 
And that tanked Hillary in the polls at the last second and overcame the Access Hollywood tapes. Now, if you think about this story dropping now, who is this story bad for? It's bad for Zelensky. Zelensky is going to be wiped out of the news cycle at this point as he is desperately begging for more munitions and more weapons and more aid. And I think we'll be hearing less and less from him. And if we think about his relationship with Trump, I mean, Trump actually sat down with him and said, why don't you just shut up and go work it out with Putin and stop begging me for stuff? So this is what we're going to be hearing about for, I think, the rest of the, all through the summer. Oh my God. It's not going to, I mean, it's a great time to be in the ratings department at CNN or MSNBC. This has given them a huge bump for, but for everybody else, it's just going to be, I think, Really annoying. At least with Russiagate, you had the intrigue of a president being accused of being a, a traitor. You know, that's kind of interesting. Um, is the president yeah. secretly involved in a conspiracy with, with Russia? But this is, uh, recycling a case that's been litigated, at least in public years ago, and it's going to dominate everything. And that's what we're in for now. Yep. Yep. And la- we got a question about who Trump's lawyer is. Um, so let, let me just quickly play a quick statement by Trump's lawyer so you can make a judgment on his legal representation and what their argument is here. Um, and Trump, as, as uh, you know, anyone would have advised him to do is hired a telegenic young female lawyer. But what was your reaction to the indictment? Were you shocked? Yes, I was shocked. I, I think I'm not sure. Maybe not shocked. I was, um, her name is Alina Haba. Here we go again. Uh, this has been his life since 2016 when he went down the escalator. You have to remember they did this with the Russia hoax. They tried to take his kids down. They did this with his first impeachment, his second impeachment. And now we have a DA who has decided to bring what to me is the weakest and oldest, uh, it's not even a crime. I'm not even sure what it is. It's, it's, it's barely a misdemeanor. He is somebody who in the state of New York has said that he doesn't believe in putting people in jail and he believes in changing the federal crimes to misdemeanors. But for Donald Trump has reversed it. He's, you know, his pack was, was gassed up by George so Soros. A very you describe big, it as uh, barely a mis- misdemeanor. Then are you saying that uh, as far as you understand what he's being accused of, he did actually do it? No. It's a misdemeanor to do a book and record keeping violation. That is what we're understanding this to be. We still haven't seen the indictment. Um, and the way this went, as everybody knows, is what Michael Cohen testified to, what his lawyers have said, which is that he initiated a payment to somebody who was effectively trying to extort him. And all I can say to you is this. I'm a lawyer and I represent a lot of people. And if people sign NDAs and get paid for it, or as an attorney, I pay people who try and extort someone because they just don't want to deal with it. And then those clients are somehow going to get indicted publicly, let alone a former president. That is a very sad state of affairs and very politically uh, motivated. So I think uh, his lawyer seems pretty effective there. And she's blending the kind of political appeal to Trump's base with the legal defense. And you go to Trump's website, he's raising money off this right now. Of course. Of course, this case is so weak. They know it. It's just, they don't have anything else. I think from the point of view, if you're a devoted anti-Trump partisan, that's your cause. I think from your point of view, you should have waited to see what happened in Georgia. Cause I do think from what I understand, there is something to that, that one. 
This one, I think, in the court of public opinion, which ultimately what is what matters, I don't think is going to go against Trump. I just don't because no one cares. No one cares. No one cares. But no one cared. As you mentioned, Max, like the Access Hollywood tape didn't sway people to vote against Trump. So how yeah. will this, you know, this will only, I think, uh, help him. And it will only just waste so much of everyone's time having to hear about it for the next however long. Because, you know, after the indictment, whenever it does come out, it's going to be a long time until trial. So that's a long time for the media to squeeze as much money out of this as they can. Yeah. Free child hype. Yeah. Well, we'll see if we have a jailed opposition leader on our hands <laughs> or a uh, second term president. Yeah. It's going to be one of the two.